0: welcome back to the go to the local podcast i've missed you i hope you're well dear listener we're back again on location in a, another wonderful london pub this time with my good pal chris murph murphy <laughs> Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, Ash, Ashley, Ash, Gordon. <laughs> how are you doing? Very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, Thanks. I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, now, you're a, you're a journalist um, by I am. trade. Uh, not one of the enemies of the people type, a sports one. I hope so. So, so the good people. The good people. The good the good, people the yeah, the good types. Um, so, as a sports journalist, you, you probably know your way around a pub, I would say. Yes. Fair to say. Yeah.
1: Affirmative.
0: Yeah. So um, it's it's with some excitement that uh, I've joined you. in, uh, I think this is probably technically your local, isn't it? Uh,
1: yeah, there's probably a couple that are closer. I think the okay. Brownswood is technically closer, but I think when you live in London and there's a few pubs within you know a square mile of your house, you get to choose which one. Yeah. Your local. I, think I, that's I just fair. tell people this is yeah. mine.
0: <laughs> Very good. Well, we we won't pull out the. Uh, What's that contraption called? We won't pull out the tape measure. Tape measure?
1: I thought you were going for bunting. (laughs) I I wondered what you were grasping for. Um, But no, but where are we then? We are in a previously quite quiet bank of friendship, but it's just gone through the roof in terms of volume. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're in the bank of friendship, Hmm. which is on Blackstock Road. I would say halfway in between Finchby Park and Highbury Barn. Would you concur with that? Um... It's probably more the Finsbury Parking.
0: Maybe I, I, I'm never that good with neighbourhoods. No. I, I tend to judge things more by where's the nearest tube stop. Yes. Um, to which the answer here, I guess, would be Finsbury Park or Arsenal. No, I maybe think Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. because
1: Arsenal is halfway up Blackstock right. Road. Yeah. Okay. I, I think this is technically still Blackstock Road. In fact, I know it is. It I is for sure. I looked at the map before I got here. <laughs> But no, it's a it's a cracking little boozer.
0: It's good. Um, Bank I of Friendship is an interesting name. It is actually. It's an interesting name, and I like that.
1: Yeah, I, I, it was one of those when I first saw the sign. I thought, I'm not sure if I like that name, but
0: the more mm. I've come to know the pub, yeah,
1: I like the sentiment behind it. I do, and
0: the, the and suite, this is your first visit here, isn't it? This is my first visit. I mean, I've I've, I've gone past here a number of times, seen the. The swinging board outside with two. Fuck
1: that! I'm not going in there with that crap name.
0: I mean, it's interesting. Like, there's a couple of hands sort of shaking hands uh, above the door. Um, Clearly made in the before times. Before times. That would be now.
1: (laughs) 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 Would be some kind of hand sanitizer involved now. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. Waving from range, elbows maybe. Um, But yeah, I've never been in. But I'm I'm glad we're here. It's a it's a nice pub. There's a lot of things I like about this pub. I like the name sure
1: i like the fact that it's quite relaxed it's pretty pretty chilled out i mean you've only been here and at less than an hour but I think you chill so far and it kind of suits both seasons because when you walk in the door it's almost like a horseshoe bar so yeah. there's only there's a one-way system at the moment but there's two doors either side of the horseshoe bar and on the left-hand side of the bar there's probably a bit more space you would traditionally think that that's more of a dining area although we'll come onto the food later okay and then on the right-hand side is more of a snug I'd say which is a bit narrower and a bit tighter and a bit more atmospheric but both sides both sides have a log fire which obviously is great for winter Um, and then outside you've got this magical little beer garden which I, I didn't know was here until the first time I visited which was Two summers ago, and it's a delight, isn't it? Yeah. There's some booths on the right-hand side with some heaters, which would be great in the winter. Um, And there's some nice picnic tables, and then some kind of almost feels like a park bench element to the left-hand side. Yep. Excellent use of fairy lights and some (laughs) wonderful shrubbery. I mean, what more do you need?
0: (laughs) That's a comprehensive rundown of the beer garden. I'm I'm quite glad we've got the, the little roof over our head now, actually, because. We sat down on some pretty wet outdoor yes. um, park benches, but but oh no, now we've staff, got the heater. Keeping in things. you know
1: context with the theme of friendship, the staff mm. were very quick to offer some toilet paper to address that situation. They were, they um, were. That's another thing that I like about it. The staff are very friendly and helpful. And the other thing, apart from the beer selection which is very good, the other thing I like about it is that how to say it? I wouldn't I wouldn't even go so far as to say it's shabby chic, mm. but it's a place that. It, it's so confident in itself that it doesn't seem that bothered about its own appearance, if you know what I mean. You can't
0: get away from that fact. So that's nice. It is very cozy in there, actually. I mean, I only, I only walked through to get to the back just now, um, but yeah, I can see when the nights draw in and it gets chilly. Mm. That would be lovely to have uh, an evening in. There are a couple of other elements to
1: this pub which I very much enjoy. You okay. mentioned the sport journalist angle. Mm. I was quite surprised to learn that they they actually show sport here as well. So I came here to watch the Champions League final a few weeks ago. Okay. They didn't have the commentary on, which... That's a black I, mark. I think it is a black mark, but the logic for it when we asked behind the bar if they could put the sound up was that in, in the now times, in the COVID times, they said it was because they didn't want people getting too excited and kind of leaving their seat. Oh, I don't. I'm not sure. Given that it was PSG versus Bayern,
0: It's not a stronghold
1: of either of those fan bases in in Arsenal. So they do show the sport, big tick, no commentary. But then, it, this but is maybe not.
0: just in the current times.
1: In the current times, yeah. But 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 that was a surprise to me. I didn't know they showed sport. And yeah. That's another. I think that's another feather in his cap. Yes. The other feather in his cap. Many feathers. I turn to my right. Is that they? Well, they don't do food here. But dear listener, don't be worried because that doesn't mean they don't do food. For a stop.
0: Oh, there's a loophole. And
1: they have a link with yard sale pizza, which is further down Blackstock Road towards Finchley Park Tube Station, and they deliver it to your table tell me
0: it's wonderful i mean yard sale for me is probably in the last five years has been the best pizza in london i I think it's just incredible there's something about those tomatoes perhaps something sinister that makes them taste so good but i don't care it's so so good Um, and fair play to them because i think they they have these links with a few pubs in and around their um uh, their branch location. Yeah, so yeah. fair play to them. And a great little idea, that actually.
1: It is a great idea. Because you you do they have a
0: kitchen here at all? Or? I don't think they have a right. kitchen right. at okay. all. I think they used to. Right
1: but this is basically their food. They do bar snacks and stuff. Yeah.
0: But no, this is their
1: food. So there's sign's up all around the place. I, I like the fact that they've got a link with a local independently yeah. run business. There's a few yard sales now, isn't there? There's, I think there's three or four or five. Um, but just to be able to phone them up or get on get online and order your pizza and have it brought to your table without interrupting the flow of drinking whatsoever nice. is brilliant. <laughs> In fact, I, actually, talking about the now times, I don't think they still deliver it to your table. I think you have to go and get it outside.
0: Well, I did see a, a, a gent picking it up from the, yeah. the, the pavement and then coming back in. I mean, it's, it's no hardship, is it? No. I mean, it's a 10-yard detour. I mean, uh, I prefer fine.
1: not to have to make it, mm. but I probably will still make it because it's yard sale <laughs> pizza. For sure. Um, and the other link-up, sorry, yeah. the other link-up that they have, um, sadly I didn't experience this last this last summer but just up the road towards Highbury Barn from the pub is a Thai restaurant called Farang. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've been there. It's very very good Mm. and I think on three occasions last summer they did a Thai barbecue in the garden here. Thai really barbecue? A thai barbecue in a pub garden.
0: So, talk to me about what's on the grill at a Thai barbecue. Well,
1: I wasn't here. I don't know. But well, I not here? No, I never came. But I know that I like the fact that it happened. <laughs> and, and clearly, if there'd been a regular summer, then that would have happened again. Yeah. I yeah. can only imagine what was on that barbecue. Well,
0: something, Goat, s- hispy cabbage, you know, <laughs> all the good happened. stuff. Yeah, yeah, something to look forward to for 2021. Fingers crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. If we um, make it that far. Just to jump back though, you were mentioning uh, the Champions League final was on here uh, and, and the fact that they showed sport was a, a feather in its cap. I think I always had in my head that the bank of friendship was in some way related to the North Bank and Highbury. in in its location in Arsenal I thought is that what it's about is it just an Arsenal pub that has that name and you know I'm not an Arsenal fan I don't know the ins and outs at all Um, I'm sure this is wrong but no there might be something in that again it shows how poorly researched I am I, I
1: genuinely don't know there's a pub, if you come out of the pub and turn left, about 50 yards down the road, is a pub called The Arsenal, mm. which is a, you know, the famous Arsenal pub around this way. Right. But I'm not sure, and, and the other thing I'm not sure about is whether that's, that name has persisted for the entirety of its opening time, which is
0: 140 years. 140 years? It's been here since 1881. Okay
1: which I know uh, Clem was in one of your previous episodes mm. and talking about a pub, I think, was it the Albion that you went to? It was the Albion, and yes. it was opened around
0: 1920. I mean, this, no, this it was middle-aged by the time the Albion was, um, was born. Right, I've just looked in, um, online for this. The Bank of Friendship Pub is so named because the people of Highbury used to waver the folk of Stoke Newington across the river. I didn't realize there was a river between these two places. Blackstock Road's original name was bordered River Lane when it was still a dirt track. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting to know. That is, that is that is nice. That's nice. That's a lovely thing. To Presumably, be they didn't have any boats, boats or bridges at that point because all that, they were reduced to just
1: waving across a small river. To mess, to their I guess. In what, what river?
0: Is a river? I don't know. Well. Wow. So you mentioned. There's a number of good beers here. Uh, We're on Panama Creature, which uh, I think is one of the Hamilton beers, I think. Yeah. I've never had this before, but I quite like it. I quite like it. It's a a sessionable XPA, gluten-free, which feels very of the now. Very on trend. I I mean, I don't know if it has any impact on anyone that's not celiac, but hey, let's roll with it. But it tastes good. It tastes
1: good. And they do have... I mean, the, it seems most pubs have a Beaver Town offering these days, doesn't it? Yeah. Certainly the pubs in North London, which is fine by me because I'm a big fan of Neckel or uh, Gamma Ray. They've got, they've got Lagunitas on tap. Lagunitas, until about two, year, two, three years ago, was pretty, pretty rare to see in pubs yep. in this country. So much so that I vowed whenever I saw it on tap <laughs> anywhere, I would drink something. But it's
0: and 6%, that, isn't it? Well, it's not
1: anymore. Oh. It was. It was 6.2%. And then I think Heineken licensed it, and now it's in a lot more pubs, and they've watered it down to 55 I mean, that's still pretty punchy.
0: But, but that, that will... Yeah, you would have thought that makes more people want to turn to it because I've, I've balked at 6% and yeah. I, I would, I think, it's it's too much for me
1: I, I, That rule got me in trouble a few times, mm. wherever you see it uh, the, the Alma, which is another yes. excellent pub, which I considered suggesting for this rendezvous had Lagunitas on tap a good three years ago and Katie, my partner, yep. used to live around the corner, so we spent a lot of time in the, in the yeah, Alma, yeah. sadly my rule pushed me towards the edge of being alcoholic, <laughs> <laughs>
0: just supping on 6% beers every time I went out. But the rules been made, so we'll, your exactly. hands are tied. So what is it that makes you connect with with a pub? Is it the sport angle? Is it the, the sort of community thing that you've you mentioned a little bit? Yeah, is it... I, think,
1: I think it's that. I, I, I don't think it's necessarily for sport. I mean, there's always pubs you can find to go and watch sport. But, and if your local pub does that, then all the better. But no, I think it's, especially for pubs like this that are, that do seem community focused and community conscious, I like that. We were talking about this earlier. I just, I like going into a pub and somebody saying welcome how are you like (laughs) thanks for coming Uh, that happens so infrequently these days and I think you get that far more in pubs like this a lot of a lot of the pubs that I've drunk in have been central London based because I worked at CNN for about 10 years which was their office was opposite Carmel Street they've moved now but a lot of pubs within that kind of radius. O'Neill's was 25 yards away from the front door, so laziness dictated, dictated that day. some of the time would be in there. But the White Horse around the corner, um, the Phoenix, just behind Oxford Circus station, which I really like. it was a good pub with good beer, and had that downstairs, Disco bit where they had comedy downstairs and some kind of northern there. soul nights, which were actually okay, was, yeah, quite good back in the day. And then you've got that Kingly Court strip where you've got the Clacken.
0: Yeah, I, I think, like that. I think it's been mentioned yeah, before.
1: Blue posts. Yeah, the blue Post Then you've got another Sam Smith pub, which I think is called the Red Light. But actually, at the end of that street, um, you've got a. I mean, it falls between, it straddles the line between bar and pub, it's, right. it's called Two Floors, Okay. Um, which I really liked, and I spent a lot of time in there, um, which it kind of feels like a pub until it gets dark, and then when it's dark, they play music, and it feels like a bar, but it's until quite late, and a lot of CNN evenings would kind of take in maybe the White Horse and slightly off on a tangent, but it, I think it's a lot harder to foster that sense of community in pubs in central Man. London where the footfall is massively increased there's more more tourists that come yeah. in which is obviously fine it's just harder to and then the staff tend to be a bit transient as well so you don't really get to know people whereas Bank of Friendship here you know same bar staff who were working in here two and a half years ago are
0: still here I think that's it, um, isn't it? I mean in Central, central zone one. Yeah, but the best one of the worlds. People coming in are often passing through. They're just a number in what will be an enormously busy night. People coming in and out, drinking out on the street, high, high volume. Um, and yeah, part of a crawl. Most, yeah. most likely and, and pubs in the city as
1: well where yeah. a lot of the pubs in the city won't open at weekends will no. they? They, they exist purely for kind of midweek trade i mean obviously they'll be struggling big time now yeah. um, but it, they have to make their money from monday to friday yeah. purely because there is no real local population that, that frequents there
0: yeah absolutely it is interesting I've, I've been a couple of times to a couple of pubs in the last few months um, in the centre of town and I mean I'd, I'd urge anyone who has the opportunity and is feeling confident enough to go into the centre of town to, to do it because you'll never see pubs in this, well central London pubs in this way again hopefully, probably, um, because they're just so quiet Yeah. and it's a completely different atmosphere going into uh, a, a pub you know in Holborn or Soho or you know off Oxford Street and you know 10% of the the usual crowd is in there I mean that's really really tough really sad it's really sad because but but, you know that's another reason to to go in there and give them your support because maybe they won't open again who knows how long this period will last pub pet peeves what are the downsides most people say toilets most people say not being served when they feel yeah. it's their turn. But beyond that, or are those the two, the two no, ones the toilets
1: are? thing, I, I don't mind. I don't mind a cold toilet. I'm not in there for long. I, 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 I thought long and hard about this, mm. but I cannot get away from not being served properly at the bum. Mm. And maybe to take a slightly different tack on it than the many, many people who've quite rightly chosen that as their pet peeve, I remember a time and maybe this is just me being old and nostalgic. I remember a time where to be a good bar person that you were on top of this shit. You were able to multitask. So you were able to sort two drinks at once. You can put a pint on while you go and get the gin and tonic. I know these days there's a bit more craft involved in a gin and tonic rather than just
0: wanging it together. However, the best,
1: I can still remember a couple of them, More one in Newcastle and one in Leeds in, in two specific bars who would say to you, what's your order? You're next and you're next. And you can start taking someone's order before you've finished another person's. So it is possible to do multiple drinks at once rather than do one, come back, what was the other one? You can, and when somebody's ready to pay, you can already be taking somebody else's order. Mm. The thing that I hate most in the world
0: is hugely
1: crowded bar, loads of people trying to get served. Person serves someone, turns back to the till to put the receipt in there or the money, turns around and goes, "Who's next?" Do not put that decision into the
0: hands of us, the, <laughs> the drinking the, the public, locals, because
1: every. It's very rare in a situation like that. I, I, I'm ashamed to say, that you will get people who say, "Well, there's 15 of us here. I think that guy's first, and then this lady, and then me, and then probably him, and then probably him." It it really does boil my piss when somebody turns around and goes, "I, I will, I will still." if there's somebody next to me who i know has been there longer than me and they happen to gaze at me which happens three percent of the time i will i will defer to the person on my left or right i think the only thing that winds me up more than the who's next is when somebody comes to you and you are not next you tell them who is next Mm. they serve that person and then they just fuck off forever and you never see them ever again then you have to start again the resentment builds with all those people that get served before you, before you know it. And then there's a brawl. And before you know it, you're thinking, if I could just reach over and grab that punch, I could take out <laughs> at least three or four of these fuckers.
0: This is the problem. it It's fine in principle that the old who's next, but all it takes is is someone to break that unwritten code. Thank you. And then the whole house of cards comes tumbling down. You fucked. You yeah. totally fucked. Let's talk about your history um, when it comes to, to pubs, a little bit further back in time before moving down to London. So originally from the northeast. Yeah, born um, in Newcastle. What what was your early experiences of the pub scene up there like?
1: Well, I moved from Newcastle when I was very young. So my actual experience of pubs, first of all, was as a teenager in Burgess Hill, which is just outside of Brighton. Okay. So occasionally I mean the pubs in Burgess Hill. Burgess Hill's a little a satellite town just outside of Brighton. Nothing really to write home about. There's some okay pubs there, more so outside, a bit further out of the town, countryside pubs with nice beer gardens. But would go to Brighton I remember going to Brighton on a Tuesday night. Getting the seven o'clock train down to Brighton and the eleven o'clock train back, and drinking on the seafront, mm. things like that. But really, the the, the, the two cities that I, that my favourite pubs reside in outside of London, are Newcastle, which I went back to university to study in, yep. and Leeds, which is where I had my first job, writing for the local newspaper, the Yorkshire Evening Post. Um, my dad still lives in Newcastle, as I mentioned earlier on. So consider myself a Geordie that's where my heart lies really and there's some amazing pubs. There. The, uh, I mean the first one that springs to mind is probably it, it, there's a number of pubs around what's called the Usburn Valley which is a bit for anyone who knows Newcastle you know the Tyne Bridge Yep. Um, a bit further down the river is the Millennium Bridge, which was the Blinking Eye Bridge that was installed for the Millennium. That's kind of Blinking Eye Bridge. The blinking because it 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 lifts up to let freight ships it underneath,
0: okay. so it can tilt upwards. Right, it's called the Blinking Creating Eye the bridge. Impression of a blinking exactly. eye. It's Got it. Called the
1: Millennium Bridge, mm. but just beyond there are a clutch of amazing pubs. Uh,
0: The Tyne, which is under the arches of the Oosburn Viaduct, which is a a fabulous pub. It's it's probably
1: the pub, if if I was going to die tomorrow and you said, where do you want to spend three hours? this is the last pub you'll ever visit, it would probably, probably be that place because, not only is it on the river, on the River Tyne, it's Got great beer selection, does really good food, really well priced. It's got all the USP bits that I was talking about earlier in terms of community, open mic nights, poetry. And then out the back, they've got, under the actual arch of the Viaduct, they have an outside space which they can use for gigs as well. And they have festivals, you know, they have a cider festival. How big is this
0: space? I wouldn't say it's huge.
1: The outside. Courtyard is probably as big as the garden we're in now, which is not, you know, it's not huge. hundred person gig maybe. I would say a hundred, maybe hundred and fifty at a squeeze. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, in, it's really invested with the local music scene as well. Right. So there's posters for all the local independent venues, of which there is one just up the road called the Clooney, which is um, kind of more of a bar kind of bistro-y vibe, but they, but they put gigs on there as well. And if you come out of the Tyne pub in Newcastle and turn left and go up the hill there's a it looks shabby as you like there's a pub called the Free Trade Inn just above the Tyne so up up a slight hill which again it's probably got one of the best views of of any pub I've been to in this country in that it looks right down the mouth of the river so you can see the millennium bridge you can see the Tyne bridge in the distance and the sun sets behind The Tyne Bridge.
0: I remember you told me about this one, and I sent you pictures of this. Yeah, Yeah. I had a little look at uh, Street View as well and around. Yeah, it's not the prettiest Uh, pub from the outside, but I I suppose, yeah, as you say, it's the view. It Um, is the view. um, I mean, it's very sort of postcard of Newcastle, I would say, sort of picture. 100% Real 100% nice. yeah
1: and the pub inside is, is nothing special in terms of its decor aesthetically it's not yep. the most pleasing but it's got that kind of it's just got that feeling about it the Geordie view vibe. is amazing They're, they are very much into their beer there's some really good breweries up there like the Mordhue Brewery the Wylam Brewer- Brewery which is another place in the centre of Newcastle which is very nice actually um, and it's got that you know you go in the toilet and it's basically just full of graffiti and people writing on the walls, mostly opposing fans of Newcastle there for away days telling us how shit Newcastle are, which and again it's really hard to fault that. Yeah. Um, and to complete the the kind of circle, there's another pub called the Cumberland Arms, which is very close to the Clooney. So, within that triangle, and these pubs are all within sort of, the the Free Trade and the Tyne are within two minutes of each other, the other two pubs are within five minutes walk. That is a beautiful afternoon, I can remember 2005 Ashes, do you remember the Steve Harmison ball that bamboozled Michael Clarke on the Saturday? before the Sunday when it looked like Australia were gonna win and we won with two rests there. I remember sitting outside the Cumberland on a warm Saturday afternoon with some mates, listening to that on the wireless, on the wireless. and supping a pint and just thinking this is um, it would have been better if they sure, had a massive I HD mean Come screen. on, I
0: thought I thought that was a real sort of where are where were you moment. Um yeah, and you were huddled around a transistor radio i know but I'm romantic! How romantic <laughs> i mean that's that's real nostalgia right it is there. real nostalgia my my i've only been to newcastle once um and this was 15 years ago quite a while so my only memories of the pub scene well first of all i, I drove into town uh got Bamboozled by the road network, ended up doing a U-turn where I shouldn't have done. Pulled over by the police. Yeah. Uh, issued a, a fixed penalty notice, thirty pounds, driving without due care and attention. So off to a poor start. But then after that, we thought, right, well, we can rescue this by going to. Now I don't know if this is the the actual name of the place, but Old Man Trebles. Wow. Is, is where, that the name of the place, or is this where, where a feature about, of it? Whereabouts?
1: I'm going was to say
0: it? near the stadium.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Old man trebles.
0: Yeah. Wow. So well, it, it was on a it was on a steepish slope. Right. Um, it was a small place, and they on did they think, exclusively serve trebles? Well, it, it was known for that at the sort of happy hour period, maybe seven till nine. Yeah. Three pound for a triple. Wow. I mean that um, seems very really irresponsible, irresponsible were, but quite enjoyable there was a, <laughs> for an hour and a half when I was a student in Newcastle
1: 98 to 2001 mm. I mean it's not it's not that long ago but even now looking back there were some things that would you'd bulk out these days so the vo- there was a, a vodka bar mm.
0: that clearly
1: had a um, had an issue getting people through the door on sunday so they thought i know we'll do 20p shots <laughs> that'll bring them in it lasted three weeks because two people will run over outside on the third sunday one of whom was a lad we went to university with. because you could turn up there and have 10 shots for two quid i mean that's
0: and was it watered down or was it i was this some kind of lost leader to get people in and then, it's, I, don't, I don't understand the model here.
1: No, but it was the bunker bar. I mean, that's pretty wow. much what they did. They probably served bottles of Miller, but that was about it. Okay. New, Newcastle, as a student between those three years, was basically just a kind of... It, it was like being on an all-inclusive holiday <laughs> for, three, for three years. Uh,
0: although without the Mediterranean weather. Yeah. yeah.
1: I am. Um, oh, one I, more pub that I can mention in Newcastle, which still stands there to this yeah. day, is called it's, it's the Bridge, which is just above the split level bridge. And again, that's got a garden, and that looks the opposite direction to the Tyne. So you're basically. If you were or the time of the free trade, so if you were in the free trade looking up the river, the bridge is at the other end of the river looking back down towards the free trade. And that's a great pub, and that's got loads of... They're more of a Cascale kind of place, so there'd be sort of 10 pumps of different beer on there. I mean, I did suggest to you that we should probably do this in Newcastle.
0: Well, maybe for round two we should. Maybe round
1: two. Maybe round two. (laughs) Be there for a week. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I like it. Um, Yeah, my only other memory... It was a really fun night, actually. Really fun night. One night I was there. Uh, What was the occasion?
1: Were you visiting?
0: Yeah, a mate of mine was at uni there. um, So, went up to see him. And we also went to a curry house. I assume it was on the big market. Um, And it it featured in Viz magazine. Curry Hell. Curry Hell. Yes. So, obviously, we went for the the Curry Hell hottest option there. But it was... I mean, it was so unenjoyable. Yeah. It was a sense of, like, it was so weird. It it almost felt like my jaw was coming away from my head. The weirdest feeling. And it can't have just been the spice. There was something else going on there. A disgusting meal, all in all. But wasn't Um, the deal that if you finish curry hell, you get it free? And it was probably only about seven quid Exactly. So... You know, but then again, seven quid in twenty p shots is yeah. checks maths. Thirty-five <laughs> shots, is that right? I think it is. <laughs> anyway, Newcastle, check. Yeah. Let's head down south mm. to uh, to Leeds. Those down the one yeah. 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 What's what's going on in Leeds? Where do we go?
1: Wow, very formative time in my in my. Drinking career. Assistant, well, my drinking career, yeah. I lived in Headingley, or lived just outside Headingley for quite well, pretty much most of my time in Leeds. And the original Oak is a very famous pub, largely because of the size of its beer garden. I mean, it's enormous, absolutely enormous. So, as you you were talking about the Otley run earlier. Yes. So, the original Oak and. Skyrack, opposite. They oh, the sky are road. literally right opposite each other. Um, if you turn left from the Skyrack and walk down that road, you come to Headingley Cricket Ground within five minutes. So it's on the road up from Leeds. So if you're doing the Otley Run, traditionally you start at the Otley end. So I think if you if you make it to the original Loak or the Skyrack, you've already done
0: at least ten parts. Mm. How many is there on the whole thing? I think there's 13,
1: technically, but it, it depends on where it finishes, because mm. the, there's a lot of places on the fringes of town that have changed names since. Essentially, if you make it to town... You're doing well. You're doing OK. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Danny, I remember Danny Cipriani got run over, didn't he, in Leeds at the end <laughs> of the Otley run. Really? He was trying to make the final pub, <laughs> yeah. Um, too far. But the original Oak, anybody who knows Leeds will know the original Oak and Skyrack because they're huge pubs. The original Oak has a huge beer garden, and I spent a lot of time in there. Um, watched a lot of cricket because Headingley was just around the corner. Um, tried the two pint challenge quite often, which was leave your seat at lunchtime. Having watched the full session, you don't leave early. Right. The last ball of the morning session, walk to the original oak, which is probably a seven or eight minute walk, drink two pints, be back in your seat for the resumption after lunch.
0: That's. It's doable. Well. Very doable. So, well. The only doable okay, so you're leaving yourself 10 minutes per pint there, ish slightly slightly more than that probably about 35 minutes the difficulty is getting 35 served. minutes for that. Okay, fine.
1: Ah, so it's, okay oh no no you're right it's 40 minutes for lunch right? yeah I'm talking about so yeah it's 10 minutes per pint the difficulty is the amount of people who are also doing it and trying to get served at the same time i have to say the original oak after a day of test cricket is one of my favorite places because the sunshine is mm. hopefully the sunshine is prevalent there's a lot of people in the beer garden i remember a guy very inebriated there 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 was there was like it almost looked like a stately home so there was two floors to it but all the upstairs was accommodation for staff but there was a There was a um, a flat roof on the, almost like a conservatory bit, which was an adjunct to the main pub, and then he had the beer garden. Some guy climbing up on the flat roof and banging out, I have to say, a pretty good version of tainted love (laughs) to probably about 400 people in the garden. And for the first sort of 30 seconds of it, the security guards, of which there were many, because it was such a big pub, desperately tried to claw him back and get him down when they realized the crowd were going for it they let him carry on
0: and they beat him afterwards for sure oh of course they did
1: but he got to the end of the number i mean he he had it word perfect and he had a bit of dancing up there as well got a huge round of applause there's a lot of weight hanging on his second song choice because if he's good he could probably get himself another one he started with um, a ship called Dignity by Deacon Blue, which I think is a fantastic song. But the crowd didn't think so. The difficult second song. Boos, and then all of a sudden there was a bad, it's a bit like, you know when there's a sniper on the roof or somebody about to jump off a building and every window you can see has a security guard waiting to burst out. <laughs> it was a bit like that. And then as soon as the crowd started booing a ship uh, called Dignity, put his hands up. He knew the game was up.
0: But uh, quietly. Yeah, That's well, one of the
1: beautiful things that could happen at the original Loke after a absolutely. day of Absolutely.
0: My, my story about a, a day of uh, cricket at Headingley, uh, I used to live in Manchester at the time and went over on the early bus over to Leeds, so 8am 8, 8 start maybe, full day uh, watching the cricket. Cans on the bus? Sorry? Cans on the bus? A few cans on the bus for sure, uh, breakfast Stellas if you're asking um, so yeah a couple of pubs after the, the game is, uh, the, the, the day as well and then it gets a little bit hazy as I head back into town a few more um, and then I do remember boarding the bus back to Manchester okay I'm, I'm on the bus things are going to be okay brave choice is there a toilet on the bus? Um, not sure <laughs> not sure didn't ask But I I must have fallen asleep, came to, um, and the the bus was still stationary, so I asked to I asked the driver, when are we leaving for Manchester? Uh, To which he replied, we're already in Manchester. So I got off and continued my night. A lovely trip to cricket, as always. I think it's time for some yard sale pizza. Yes. And perhaps a re-up on on the beers. So thank you very much, Chris Murph Murphy, for bringing me to the Bank of Friendship. It's lovely to be your friend here. And um, thank you. Uh, to the Bank of Friendship for hosting us and thank you, dear listener, for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.